This standing chat is hosted by Humbleworks, the designers and manufacturers of quality, ergonomically designed standing desks and related products. We'll be speaking to Dr. James Levine, the authority on the benefits of standing versus sitting. He has received more than 50 awards in the field of science, started more than two dozen companies and is the author of Get Up a book which opened the eyes of millions of people to our modern sedentary lifestyle and the health issues behind sitting down for extended periods of time. Hello again, Dr. James Levine. Hi India, how are you today? I am well, I'm feeling really excited about today's episode because okay. I'm ready. I feel like I've got, I've got burning question to ask at the beginning. So I'm really understanding the context behind why we need to stand more, why sitting is having really negative effect on our mind and body. Mm-hmm. I understand that my journey to get there is a very, very personal one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand to an extent what I've got to do to get there. Mm-hmm. But I don't really understand how. And I guess what I'm asking you today is how do I create a plan to get from A to B? I don't know if it's that simple. Well, okay. The first, okay I think it's a fantastic question. You never ask me easy questions. So the first thing I'd say is, there's a paradox here, because on one hand, what we're talking about is conceptually really simple. In order for me to take back what it is I want of my life, I need to get up and take it. Simple. If it was that simple, the revolution would have occurred already, right? We'd have a whole population, a whole world of people who have got up and taken back that which they wish for themselves. And so the reality is what can appear to be so simple can in fact have a degree of complexity. And as you actually think about unpeeling a true solution set, there are a couple of obvious truths. There is a biology and there is an environment in which we live. There is a nature and there's a nurture. I'm going to start with a ridiculous example before I answer your question. I like ridiculous. (laughs) It's a ridiculous example, but it's actually really important. One of the many honours I've had in in working in science is that I've worked in some really, really poor places. One of them is I worked in the Kibera slum in Nairobi. 60,000 people live on like less than a dollar a day. 60,000 people. There aren't streets, there aren't houses, there isn't water, there aren't toilets. There is no education, sustained education anyway. 60,000 people live in poverty together. Going in there, talking like we are, and saying, well, come on, up you get, take control of your life, make it happen, Captain, is ludicrous. And that's the point I'm trying to make. Some, we all live in environments, some much more harsh than others, that make taking on a change, a displacement in our lives, that much more complex. However, Those listening today, mostly, do have power. They have autonomy, they have freedom, freedom of expression, and freedom of movement. 
in order to capitalize, in order, if you like, to be everything that you wish to be, there also needs to be a fundamental understanding of the other axis. The other axis is that there is a scientific underpinning to every fidget, every movement that we make, and it is fascinating. We started these experiments years ago in the lab, and what we did was we needed to, we wanted to understand whether it was simply nature, simply the environment that affected why people would sit so much and other people are moving so much, or whether in fact there truly is a science at the base of the brain in the hypothalamus that is driving what we do. Now why is that important? Who cares? I'll tell you why it's important. Because when you plan any change in your life, it's sort of like if you want to understand what you're going to do with any project, you've got to have the info. Right? If you don't have the intelligence, and I don't mean the intelligence up here, I mean the, in, the intel, right? you're going to make bad decisions, you're going to make bad moves, it's not going to work. And so we wanted to understand, in order, before we started developing plans for individuals, going into offices, going into schools, going to old age homes, in fact, we wanted to understand what's really going on at the base of the brain. And what we found was actually astonishing. There are chemicals, one of them is called orexin, there are several others, but when you think about movement, how we move, how each of us moves, it isn't just random, it isn't just response to whether we're in a harsh environment, a permissive environment, a hot environment or a cold environment. Actually, deep down, underneath it all, there is a pulsing chemistry from the base of the brain causing all of those movements that we observe if you sit and watch people. Now, why is this important? Because if you do sit and watch people, I spend a lot of time watching people in this way. We spend a lot of time measuring the movements of people in this way. We have terabytes of data of the movements of humans. We see several things that are astonishing. Okay. I'm going to tell you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. I'm curious. Here we go. If you look at Mrs. Smith today and you look at Mrs. Smith in two months, she may be somebody with a very low pulse to be active. She may be somebody who is seduced more easily into the chair than Mrs. Jones, who has a high fire rate, pulsing away. Bah, 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 bah. And you see these people in Starbucks or any other coffee place, you see some people sitting down, chillaxing, reading the paper, da 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 da. Other people are getting up to get sugar. Oh, forgot that, forgot to get the scarra. Oh, oh, I want to get extra milk. And, and off they go. That isn't because one has a program and one doesn't have a program. That is because their biologies are different. It is a fundamental biology. Like there's an orchestra inside your head. I hope this doesn't drive you crazy. There's an orchestra inside your head conducting every movement that you make. Now that orchestra is partly determined by your genetics. That orchestra is partly learned. Mm -hmm. Now how do you change the tempo of the orchestra? What's interesting is you start with the smallest movement you can imagine, the fidget if you like, and that's, you, you start, 
That first movement takes you to the second movement, takes you to the third movement. You get up out of your chair, you take on one thing and do it. Whether it's a walk across here, a walk to the printer, or you, instead of having your lunch at lunchtime, sitting at your desk, as 60% of workers do, you decide to take a little walk at lunchtime. Maybe. You make that first movement. Now, if you do that for 21 days repetitively, 21 times in succession, 21 cycles of that brain, the tempo inside your brain starts to speed up. And what is fascinating is once you've taken on that first activity, let's say it's that walk on lunchtime, the first activity begets the second activity. We call it the neat ripple effect. So A leads to B. And what is incredible is when you start to analyze the terabytes of data that we have on all of these little movements of people, is that people are incredibly consistent. In fact, if you measure Mrs. Jones twice, the lady who's sitting reading the paper gently, and you measure her in eight weeks' time, she's going to be almost exactly the same. In fact, 81% of her movements at week eight are predicted by week one. Somebody else who's super active, 80% of her movements at week eight, being super active, are predicted by week one, meaning that once you remodel your brain through neuroplasticity, because once you up the tempo and you do it for 21 days with that walk at lunchtime before you take on your second activity, the brain remodels around it. The brain not just learns in the way that we learn a poem, but the brain chemically changes to adjust. So hang on. So now you think, oh, how can I bring these changes into my life? The trick is you need to have a plan that allows you to take on change by change for 21 days consecutively, whatever it may be. Now, it's like if you take on a home project, if you take a home project just randomly, oh, there's a wall that needs doing, I think I'm going to paint it, I haven't got any paint, well, I'm sure I can find something to paint it with, it's not going to happen. Anyone who takes on a home project has a plan of some sort. You go to the shop, you buy the stuff, you cover things over, you prep it, you clean it, blah, 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 blah. In the same way, if you're going to do that to paint a wall in your home, to change your life, surely you need an even better plan, right? This isn't mucking around. This is your life. And that's the point. So as you start to want to exploit this inner chemistry that's driving the inner tempo of your body, of your mind, of your soul, of your spirit, you can do it. But you have to have a plan that's going to enable you to do it for three weeks on the trot. And once you have that locked in, you go to the next thing. So, so, it, so the trick to all of this is to understand the, the underpinnings of our body. There's a natural motion in everything we do. Mm-hmm. And as we start to take on this plan, we're going to exploit it. And I'm imagining from what you're saying is actually the, that 21-day plan, there can be very, very small changes doesn't have to be this huge, great big change. Very, very small, very, very doable. Um, And then that plan must have to evolve over time because once you've completed that 21 days and doing something, I'm guessing there's enough in the next stage as well. So we must be open to evolving the plan. Think about your apartment. You've moved into this apartment and You can't afford to have builders come in and do it all for you. We call that bariatric surgery. 
in your apartment, you want to do the walls, you want to do the kitchen, you want to do the floor, but you've got a job. You can't do it all in one go. What do you do? You say, I'll tell you what, I'm going to do the living room today. So I'm going to have a plan. I'm going to go to the shop. I'm going to buy this. I'm going to protect. I'm going to wash. You take on one piece at a time. You do it, and you move on to the next piece. Now, you might say, oh, hang on. I thought we live in a multitasking world. Well, the fascinating thing about multitasking is the brain actually doesn't work well that way. The brain is actually designed to complete tasks, right? And again, you might think, oh, my goodness. Am I going to, what's going to happen to my cell phone? I mean, the, but distraction, I mean, the experiments have been done that show if you actually take a, a British office worker and you give them a cell phone and sort of say, you know, do your normal texting during work hours and do all your Facebook and all the regular stuff, that is, that, the, the, the diminishment in IQ is equivalent to smoking marijuana or at work. And anyone who works, you, we all know that if you get distracted at work, you get distracted. So if you, want, if you really want to sort of start to boil this down and really take on, if you like, the active life, pick your first fidget, follow it through, get it done for 21 days, plan it out, make it happen, Captain, and then take on something else, but do one thing at a time and get it done. And what happens, and we know this from the data, it's really, really clear, is if you do it this way, as you say, one doable step at a time, one wall before the entire apartment, what will happen is you'll have, if you like, you'll develop the skill set, the internal rhythm, the internal passion to go to step two. And that is actually what happens. And I'm imagining, sort of using that metaphor of, of DIY in a house, you, you complete one room, and actually, because you've got the first set of tools to complete that room, you can use some of those tools and you take them into the next room, the next stage of the plan, because you've used them before and you've learned the skills that needed. So, hundred percent right. I hundred percent. And let's just take take your idea and, and expand it, if I may, just for a second. Those tools are really, really important. As we're listening to this, as we've taken on our one fidget that we're going to attack for the next twenty-one days. By fidget, you mean sort of at one. Our one activity. Our one activity, one activity that yep. we're going to do for twenty-one days. What are those tools that we need? We need a plan. We need to scope it out. It needs to be doable. But oftentimes, we need help. We don't know it all. I don't know it all. I, I actually don't know how to paint a wall, right? So how do you do that? Well, you either hire a professional to teach you, you get a friend, but we, need, we all need mentors, right? We all need coaches. We all need those people who who nudge us on, who make us reportable to them, who teach us. And one of the biggest mistakes certainly I make and certainly my patients have made is that fearfulness of saying, I don't know, help me. And so as we start to think about how to build that plan, you're right. Your first question is, it seems so simple. Get up out of your chair, make it happen. Yes. But don't take on the whole apartment at the same time. Take on that one activity you're going to do. Know in your mind you're going to do it for 21 days. Develop a plan. Build the skills. Get the tools. Get the helpers you need to make it happen. And once you've done that, and that alone, you will succeed and have the confidence to go on to the next. And as you're doing all of this, remember that inside is this beautiful internal orchestra 
of movement, of dynamism, of excitement, of passion that's going to grow with each activity, with each fidget you take on. I love, I love that idea of this orchestra because it's just in my head. I'm just seeing that that music within you just getting, you know, more beautiful, full of colour, just louder and brighter um, as you move through the, your plan and your stages or, or the rooms within your apartment. Um, exactly. I think it's fantastic, and it yeah, it really makes sense to me now. So thank you. Pleasure. <laughs>